thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not trying to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad you're joining us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank God for the Word. And not only that, it's a healing Word. Aren't you grateful for that? Feeding on the healing Word, you step into a healing flow. And so we're going to take some time today and we're going to look at um, a healing that happened under Jesus' earthly ministry. We're going, to, um, we're going to see some things that transpired in that because if we will do what they did, we'll get what they got. Yes. Amen. Amen. And uh, under Jesus' earthly ministry, my goodness, we have record of 19 individual cases of healing. Yes. But how many of you know there weren't only 19 people healed? Uh, the book of John said that if it were written, all that could be written about what was done under Jesus's earthly ministry, it said the world itself couldn't contain the books. So it's basically saying they, there were so many healings, they couldn't record them all. That's what they're talking about. They could not record them all. Well, these men who wrote the gospels, they recorded Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, the four gospels that record Jesus's earthly ministry. They recorded, some of them recorded the same healing. So you'll have the same healing recorded in multiple books sometimes, but there's 19 recorded. These men who penned these gospels, they wrote, as the word tells us, as they were moved on by the Holy Ghost. So these are, these are incidents and healings that the Holy Ghost wanted spotlighted for our benefit. So if the Holy Ghost spotlighted 19 individual cases out of the multitudes of healings that took place, then evidently everything we need to know about healing is contained in those 19 cases of receiving healing, but also ministering healing. So we not only want to know how to receive it, we also want to know how to minister it. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, I'm not, I'm not a five-fold preacher. I'm not a pastor. Well, the, everyone is commanded, lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Amen. So whether or not you recognize it, there's a healing ministry um, that is to flow through every believer that we can minister healing. That doesn't mean you have a fivefold office or a pulpit ministry, but you should minister healing to people who are in need. So we, we look, we, we want to take time and look at some of these incidents. We've looked at them in previous episodes. My goodness, months and months ago, we went through several of them and we're going to go through a few more today. But um, it tells us that Jesus went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Yes. Notice it's a package deal. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Teaching, preaching, and healing, they go together. Amen. Now, 
if I were to ask somebody, what is um, the works of Jesus? Jesus said, the works that I do shall you do also and greater works, or we could say a greater number of these. Now, why greater works, not in quality. I mean, Jesus was cleansing the leper, raising the dead. How are you going to do any better than that? Blind eyes opening, lame walking. Um, There's not greater works in quality, but greater in quantity. Why? Because he was one man anointed. And now as the body, we are a multitude anointed. So we go out and we do the works he did. What are the works? He went everywhere teaching, preaching, and healing. Now, in many people's thinking, they would think that healing is the works of Jesus, which is true. But teaching is the works of Jesus. Preaching is the works of Jesus. So when you're sitting under the teaching of the word, just like when you're watching this episode, you're sitting under the works of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Don't just think a healing manifesting is the works of Jesus. That's included. But sitting under the teaching of the word, not just any teaching, but the teaching of the word, word-based teaching, you're sitting under the works of Jesus. We're a partaker of that today. Amen. And so um, teaching is as much a work as healing is a work. Amen. Amen. So if we're to be like Jesus, we must emphasize what he emphasized, teaching, preaching, and healing. Amen. So we're going to take some time today and we're going to start off in John chapter five and verse one, and we're going to read this account. And I'm going to endeavor to go basically verse by verse because we want to um, look at it in greater detail. Like I said, is if we will do what they did, we'll get what they got. Or if we will do as they did, we can get the results in ministering that Jesus got. So uh, John chapter five and verse one, it says, after this, there was a feast of the Jews and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is at Jerusalem by the sheep market, a pool, which is called in the Hebrew tongue, Bethesda having five porches. Now, when we see this in verse two, it says by the sheep market, a pool. When we say the word market, we think of one thing, but it's not really the, the correct word there. It's not market, it's gate. Yes. So it's not like a market where you're shopping. Uh, it's at a certain, it was called the sheep gate. That's a more accurate name for it. This is the gate they used to bring the sheep into the temple for sacrifice. So they would take these sheep, they would be held there, uh, taken through this particular route. Now, you think about it. Sheep are being held there. They're there for sacrifice. How symbolic that Jesus goes there. Because he will be the sacrifice. He's going to the place to, and and right there is where they're at. Now, you have to also think about this is that, well, let me go a little further before we make that statement. In verse three, let's keep reading. It says, in these lay a great multitude of impotent folk, a blind, halt, withered. So it's telling primarily what conditions were gathered there. Mm -hmm. There's five porches full. Remember what verse two said, there's five porches. Um, Basically, it's some kind of outside covered awning. 
so that the people aren't laying or, or waiting in the full sun. There's some shaded area. Five porches have been built there. And um, it says what kind of conditions. We're not talking people with headaches. We're not talking people with minor conditions. These are people, they're impotent folk. Uh, They can't walk. They're blind. Mm -hmm. They're halt. They're crippled. Withered. What's this mean? Limbs that are so emaciated because there's no muscle tone. There's no usage of their limbs. So these are very serious conditions that are waiting there. Um, only those with these crippled conditions are there. Why? They're waiting for the moving of the waters. Amen. Blind, they're waiting there too. Um, no time frame is given as to how long they've been there. That's right. All right. Yeah. Now we know this story. Um, let me just go on reading in verse four. Why were they gathered there? For an angel went down at a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. What's it mean? Stirred the water. What's happening? He's not just going down and making ripples. Mm -hmm. He's depositing something into that water. What's he depositing? Well, the next verse is going to let us know. Whosoever then first after the troubling or the deposit made in the water stepped in was made whole of whatever, whatsoever disease he had. Listen to that. God is so trying to, if I could say this, stimulate the faith of those people that where they're gathered, that an angel deposits a measure of healing power. And we know it's a measure. Why? Because it's the first one who steps in and gets healed. Only enough for one. Is this a healing lottery? Not by any means. It's not God saying, I choose one to be healed and I choose the rest to be sick. That's not true. God is trying to stir and stimulate faith in those, in those people that are sick. He's trying to get them believing something. What is he wanting them to, to, re- to recognize? If God can heal them, God can heal me. That's what he's after. When you see someone healed, That's your cue to remind yourself, if God will heal them, God will heal me. It's not God healed them and left me out. No, God is trying to stir up faith in the people. Why? Because faith pleases God. And there's nothing faith can't receive. I said, there's nothing faith can't receive. We're not told how often this angel came. And evidently it was not a schedule. If it were scheduled, then people could come back at a certain time and wouldn't have to wait there living under those porches, waiting for the stirring of the water. We don't know if it happened multiple times a day. We don't know if it happened once every five months. We don't know. It doesn't say, and neither did they know. That's why they stayed there and they watched and they waited. God was not trying to get people fixated on water. He was trying to get their attention on a God that will heal. Amen. 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 So it also, as we said in verse three, it said that these people had serious conditions, impotent folk, blind, halt, withered. Um, It gives you the idea that these 
seasons when the water is stirred is probably spread out over a long time. Because um, if someone just had a minor condition and it happened multiple times a day, they'd stay around and wait. But evidently it's not frequently this happens. They're living and people with minor conditions aren't going to, aren't choosing to live at that location. But those who are desperate will, those who have no other hope, they're willing to live there. Now it's by what we call, as we said, the market gate, the sheep gate rather. Um, Notice if that's where the sheep are kept, they're going to be offered as sacrifices. What do you know about that place? Where sheep are gathering, there's lots of, there's, it's going to be dirty. Yeah. Amen. That's right. There's going to be smells. Yeah. Yes. It's going, it's not going, it's not laying down by a resort. Right. They're not, these are not resort waters. Yeah. Sheep are drinking out of them. Yes. You don't know if sheep are walking in this water. Right. You don't know. Right. But we know this, it's not a pleasant location. That's right. Amen. That's why people with minor conditions probably wouldn't stick it out. Right. That's true. But people who have no other hope, people who say, I have no other help other than this. They're willing to stay in an unpleasant place to get what they need to get their miracle. Now it says that an angel went down at a certain season and troubled the water Angels are not healers, but they cooperate with healing power. And we see this, that that which heaven has for sick people, the angels were able to transmit that into the water. So what do we know about this? Water will conduct healing power. Water will conduct healing power. Amen. Uh, Now think about that. If water will conduct healing power, what are we told to do once we're born again? Be baptized. Yes. Be immersed in water. Amen. You believe faith, you, you release your faith, that power of healing can be conducted through that water when you're baptized. Amen. You come up healed. If you'll believe God, you can come up healed from being baptized. Why? Water is a conductor of healing power. There are certain things that will conduct uh, healing power. We also know that what else will conduct healing power? Well, cloth will. Cloth will. How do we know that? Because it talks about in Acts that there were handkerchiefs that were taken from Paul that were laid on the sick. And so basically people who were not present where Paul was, that they could, um, they could have a cloth that was where Paul was and that cloth would act as a storage battery. And Paul would lay hands on that cloth. That cloth would touch his body and, um, that cloth could be carried to a sick person. That that power stored in that cloth would flow out into the body of that sick one. It would heal them, and it would also drive out demons right. if someone was troubled by a demon. Amen. Yeah. So we know this: the anointing will drive out devils. That's yeah. Right. Amen. yeah, it'll drive it out. Yeah. Um, so we also know that cloth conducts healing power because the woman with the issue of blood touched the hem of Jesus' garment and was healed. She just touched the cloth. So notice this, he was so saturated with healing power that 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 even flowed into his clothing. So good. Amen. Now I love the I love the testimony of someone. A pastor told us that there was a man who had a, a healing ministry. A friend of the, a friend of ours. He's gone home to be with the Lord now, but uh, he lived out his life well into his nineties. But he um, was staying at the home of a pastor, 
and the pastor told us this story personally. He said this, this, uh, this traveling minister was staying in their home and in the afternoon before the evening meetings, they said we could hear him in that, in that bedroom. He was laying on the bed and he was worshiping God, just laying in there worshiping God and worshiping God and worshiping God. So um, he ministered to the sick during the services that he conducted at this pastor's church. And um, he got up the next morning to leave. Uh, he was traveling to another city. And the pastor said to his wife, um, said, isn't your sister coming today? And she said, yes. She said, doesn't she have physical conditions? She had some back problems. They said, yes. The, the pastor's wife said, yes, she does. He said, don't wash the sheets. Leave the sheets on the guest bed because that's where the man of God was worshiping God. He said, there's healing power in those sheets. He was laying there worshiping God. He ministered healing last night. There's a residue of that healing anointing that was on him when he laid down in that bed. And he said, uh, leave those same sheets on there. Are you saying you can wash out healing power? No, he was just saying this in its insignificance. There's power. There's power there because the man of God was under the healing anointing when he was laying on that. There's power in those sheets. He said, don't say anything to your sister. Just put her in that bed. And because it was in the guest room that they were staying and said the next morning after that sister had spent the night, they came out and she said, oh, my pain is gone. Sure it was. What was it? That cloth could conduct healing power. We see this that the water conducted healing power. What else will conduct healing power? The bones of men. Mm -hmm. You say, how do you know that? Because when Elisha died and they put him in a tomb, years later when his body was decomposed and there was nothing left but bones, uh, the Hebrews were carrying a man who had died he, they were carrying him in a funeral procession. While they're in this funeral procession, the enemy comes and starts to attack. They real quickly take this dead man and throw him into the tomb of Elisha. The moment he hits the bones of Elisha, he's raised up. Wow. So what do we know? There was a residue of healing power still in a decomposed body that the bones were still uh, transmitting healing power. Now, you don't get weird with this, but it is the truth. It is the word. So we know this, that the body of man, the flesh of man, not only that, it'll get in the bones of man. Because when when that healing anointing is on you, it starts saturating every part of you, not just your spirit, but it'll flow out into the body. And so what do we know will conduct healing power? Water, cloth, and men's bones. Well, if a dead man is still conducting healing power through his bones, what about a live one? (laughs) Amen. Now, I know this when people come in our healing lines and services, and many times they'll bring a cloth for me to lay hands on, that they have a loved one or a friend or family member that is sick, they need healing, but they couldn't be in the meetings. They'll bring me that cloth, I'll lay hands on that, and by faith, uh, that anointing, that tangible healing anointing that comes into manifestation in my hand will go into that cloth, and that cloth acts as a storage battery, and if that sick one will release their faith, that when that cloth is laid upon them, it'll flow out of that cloth into their body and meet their need, right? At different times, some people have walked up with like tissue paper, 
a Kleenex or something, and I, you can't get the healing anointing to go into paper. Right. It does. It, I haven't gotten it. It has to be cloth. You say, why? All I know is there are certain things that conduct electricity and certain things that don't. Well, the anointing is that if we could say this, it's the power of God. It's conducted and you need certain, it'll flow through certain materials and not others. Amen. 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 So we see this, that this angel would deposit that, that healing power in that pool of water and it would stay there until someone stepped in. Well, I want you to know the word is a healing word. Step in. Step in to that word. You say, how do I step into it? Well, uh, we know this, the woman with the issue of blood, she touched Jesus' garment. What's his garment today? The word. Touch that word. Amen. Add your faith to that word. Let me ask you this. For someone that was laying by that pool, when they saw that water troubled, did, did they exercise their faith? They sure did or they wouldn't have gotten in the water. Yes. Right. Yeah. Amen. They believed yes. something was going to happen Amen. to get into that water. Mm-hmm. Amen. Amen. So there was an element of faith. Yeah. Whether they'd ever been taught the things that you and I get to hear under Jesus' healing ministry. We get to hear things that they didn't get to hear, yes. but notice they still had faith yes. that God is moving. Mm-hmm. Something is happening yes. there with that water. Amen. 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 And what it says here, I like in verse four, it says that whosoever then first after the troubling of the water stepped in was made whole. Notice this. They didn't just feel better. They were made whole. Well, what kind of conditions? Verse three said impotent folk. What's this mean? They're crippled, Uh, blind. What if some were born without eye sockets? They're made whole. Yes. Amen. Born without eyeballs in the eye sockets, rather. They're made whole. Yes. Amen. What about if there was an injury that took out an eye? They're made whole. Oh, amen. That's right. Halt, withered. Right. Something that's emaciated. It's not emaciated anymore. It's whole now. Yes. Right? Yes. So it says they were made whole of, look at this, whatsoever disease. Mm-hmm. Didn't matter what the condition was. It did not matter. What do we know? The healing anointing will work on every condition. Every single condition. There's no condition that the healing anointing won't heal. That's right. Amen. 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 Then we see this of whatsoever disease he had. What do we know this? It doesn't matter how advanced the condition is. They could be moments away from death, but if they get in that water, if they get in that flow, if they come into contact with that healing anointing, it's not the water that healed them. It's the healing anointing that was deposited into that water. You come into contact with that healing anointing. It doesn't matter what condition. It doesn't matter how long and how advanced the condition. It doesn't matter how close to death someone is. That healing anointing is enough. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. So once that measure was spent on that first person, there was no more for anyone else. Like, as I said, these were examples of God's goodness. God's trying to show them my goodness to the sick. Did you know healing power is God's goodness to the sick? Did you know healing power is God's mercy to the sick? Amen. Amen. God wasn't trying to leave anyone out. He was trying to provoke faith in them. Now, 
there's a measure of power that was spent on that one person. Then the second person that got in the water wasn't healed. Why? Because that there's no more power right. left. Right. Now, this lets us know that um, the healing power is measurable. Mm. That's, that's yeah. Um, I was in a service with a man who had a tremendous healing ministry years ago. And he said, he got toward the end of the service and he said, God, I'm not ever, I'm not acquainted with that, uh, that anointing that I just sensed come on me. And he's saying this out loud. He's talking to God. And he said, I, I'm not quite sure what you're wanting me to do with that. And so he paused a few moments and then he just went out and he blessed certain people in the congregation. And then he came back up, he laid hands on different ones. And then he came back up to the pulpit on the platform. And when he got back up to the platform, a little gal, maybe in her early to mid twenties came up. She was on braces, on, you know, crutches rather. She had braces on her legs and she, both arms were in these crutches, not the ones that go under the under the armpits, but ones that were attached to the forearm. And she comes up and she's struggling to get up, up there. And she's, everyone else is seated, but she comes and she gets up and she walks out to the center aisle. And then she comes toward the front. She didn't come all the way to the platform, but she stood back a little. And this minister saw her. And when the minister saw her, the word of the Lord came and said, that power that you sense come on you was for her and you spent it. You walked out and you spent it on these others and it wasn't, that wasn't the intent or the purpose, but you spent it. Is there such a thing as spending? That's That's what happened with this pool of water when one got in and received the healing, that one was spent. So what's, what has, we have to realize this, it's not a bottomless pit, so to speak. You have to have someone who's skillful to spend time with God for that, that to be replenished, if I could say that. Amen. Amen. And so that angel would come down and deposit another measure of power. Uh, I don't care what need you have right now. Healing power is present right where you're at. Yes. If you will release your faith, yes. you can receive of that power right there in your home, yes. right there in your car, wherever you're watching yes. this, wherever you're listening to this. Yes. All you have to do is say, I receive it. So I, I want to pray with you right now. You release your faith. Satan, you take your hands off their bodies. You take your hands off their minds. You take your hand off every facet of their body. And I pray and I speak for the healing power of God. Yes. You go into their body, yes. drive out pain, symptoms, sickness, and disease, and you be whole in Jesus' name. And right where you're at, say, I receive that power. I receive it from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, and I thank you that I'm healed now because healing power is flowing in me now in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, you don't want to miss next time, and until next time, remember this. Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In this classic book by Nancy Dufresne, The Healer Divine, we are presented with a study of the healings of Jesus. Your faith will be stirred to believe and act as the healed God has already made you to be. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. 
On this CD, Confessions of Healing, Nancy Dufresne begins to lead in confessions for healing from the scriptures, allowing time for the listener to repeat them after her. If you or someone you know is in need of healing, this CD will be a blessing to you. Order today at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.